طيب السلام عليكم we continue إن شاء الله I'm sorry for this interruption so the last thing that was mentioned concerning this the meaning of ذو القرنين or ذو القرنين is that أقرب ما يكون the closest meaning to the Quran is that he is the possessor of the east and the west and this is quite fitting since the Prophet ﷺ when he described when he described the shams as the sun in one hadith he said concerning the people at the time concerning the times of prohibition of prayers when the sun rises and when it when and when it sets he said إنها تطلع بين قرني شيطان that it rises between quote and quote the horns of shaitan and Al-Hafiz bin Hajar rahimahullah said concerning the meaning he said that the shaitan ينتصب في محاذات مطلع الشمس stands by the place of rising of the sun such that when it rises it would be between the two sides of his head in order that the prostration would be for him from the people who worship the sun and this takes place also at the time of sunset and that's why we are prohibited the Muslims to pray during these times or in these times when the sun rises and when it sets Then here in the verse it says وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنْ ذِي الْقَرْنَيْنِ They ask you concerning ذِي الْقَرْنَيْنِ قُلْ Say to them To those who ask you O Muhammad سَأَتْلُوا عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْهُ ذِكْرًا I will mention something of his story to you So he didn't in the response he didn't promise them to tell them everything about the Qarnayn but it said here Minhu Dhikra something of his story something of his story he didn't say I shall recite to you the entirety of his story but something of his story then he began telling them his story verse 84 إِنَّا مَكَّنَّا لَهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَآتَيْنَاهُ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ سَبَبًا Verily we established him in the earth and we gave him the means of everything. Now try to focus on the term the means of everything. In Arabic it says مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ from everything. So, إِنَّا مَكَّنَّا لَهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ Meaning we gave him strength to the kingdom, to his kingdom which he possessed. And we enabled him with ease to run it and with power. Then Allah says, وَآتَيْنَاهُ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ سَبَبًا And we gave him the means of everything in order that he attains his objectives. 
And now he's saying here, Allah is saying, min kulli shay, it doesn't really cover everything. This of everything, it doesn't really cover everything in totality. However, what is intended here, from of everything he needs, of everything he needs, in terms of his authority, in terms of his establishment on earth. And the evidence for that, that the term كل شيء, everything, that the term كل شيء, comes in accordance to what it is annexed to. It comes, the meaning is defined by the context as to what it is annexed to, what is, a, what is it added to in the frame of the statement. Take for example the following. In, uh, in the story of Sulaiman alayhi salam, Prophet Sulaiman, Solomon, with the queen of Saba of Sheba from Yemen, in Surah An-Naml please, 27-23 Okay, there it is The Hopu Al-Hudhud Said to Sulaiman He gave him the news of this woman Ruling over the people in Yemen In Shiva That She has been given all things Yet we know that she was not given the possession of the heavens and the earth. So what this really means is, she has been given all things she needs to perfect his, her authority. All things she needs to perfect her authority and her kingdom this is similar also concerning the wind of destruction that came on the people of Ad as in Surah Al-Ahqaf verse 25 Surah Al-Ahqaf verse 25 please this would be 46-25 Surah Al-Ahqaf exactly Concerning the wind, Allah described the wind to dammiru kulla shay'in, destroying everything. And it is known, however, that it didn't destroy all things. Why? Since we know at the end, except their dwellings, look at the statement, except their dwellings. So there it, it were saved. Their dwellings were saved. So here therefore this tells us that Allah in this verse telling us about Dhul Qarnayn that he gave him strength and established him on earth and gave him from of everything that he needs to attain his objective. 
Then Allah says at the end in verse 85, فَأَتْبَعَ سَبَبًا Verse 85, فَأَتْبَعَ سَبَبًا So he followed a way. فَأَتْبَعَ سَبَبًا A way for what? A way to make him attain his objectives. Since he was a fair man who benefited from what Allah gave him from the means and with respect to people people are of two types some people benefit from what Allah gives them from the means and there are those who don't this king Dhul Qarnayn benefited from what Allah gave him so he followed away to attain his objectives وَجَالَ فِي الْأَرْضِ and he roamed the earth next verse حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ مَغْرِبَ الشَّمْسِ حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ مَغْرِبَ الشَّمْسِ وَجَدَهَا تَغْرُبُ verse 86 until when he reached the setting place of the sun وَجَدَهَا تَغْرُبُ he found it setting in a spring of black muddy water وَوَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا قَوْمًا and he found near it a people قُلْنَا يَذَا الْقَرْنَيْنِ Allah said to him إِمَّا أَن تُعَذِّبَ either you punish them or treat them with kindness so here it said Allah says until when he reached مغرب الشمس the setting place of the sun meaning the place where it sets and this is the sea because the one who is going in the direction of the west will face the sea and the sun when a person looks at it he finds it going to set in that place so that's why he said وَجَدَهَا تَغْرُبُ فِي عَيْنٍ حَمِئَةٍ He found it sitting in a spring of black muddy water. And this is the حَمِئَةٍ أَرْضُ الْبَحْرِ The land of the sea. مُسْوَدَّ مِنَ الْمَاءِ It's black because of the water. Because if the water stays long on earth it becomes dark or black and it settles or it sets in this muddy water in accordance to the view seen by man otherwise the sun is much greater than the earth and much greater than this muddy spot of water and it revolves around the earth and this is, by the way, this is uh, a strong view which is held by our Shaykh Rahimahullah and he gave a lot of evidences for that from the Quran and uh, this is not the place to uh, further discuss it but I just want to hint to that. And he then further said there is no harm that the person tells about a thing 
as seen by his own eyes. And this is what is seen to us when the sun goes to set. This is as it appears to us that it is setting in that spring of black muddy water. And there are those who had spoke about this verse saying look what the Muslims say concerning the setting of the sun that it goes in a spring of black muddy water i.e. literary and this is from their short sightedness we know if they were asked about where the sun sets they will tell you that it sets in the sea but does it really go and sink in the sea they know this is in accordance to what we see as it appears to us so he found a people there وَوَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا قَوْمًا Allah told him and gave him the choice between punishing them either by killing or otherwise or be good to them this is because the Qarnayn is a sensible king and a just king and what testifies to his intellect and his deen and his religion is that in the next verse what came in the next verse قَالَ أَمَّا مَنْ ظَلَمَ فَسَوْفَ نُعَذِّبُهُ ثُمَّ يُرَدُّ إِلَى رَبِّهِ فَيُعَذِّبُهُ عَذَابًا نُكْرًا 87 he said as for him meaning who is a disbeliever in Tawheed in the oneness of Allah who does wrong we shall punish him and then he will be brought back onto his Lord now be at, please pay attention to this as to the disbelievers look what is happening here punishment and then he will be brought back onto his Lord there is something else also there there is another punishment as we will explain later as it will be explained later who will punish him with a terrible torment okay حُكْمٌ adl. this is a just ruling أَمَّا مَنْ ظَلَمَ the one who commits shirk and ظُلْم injustice could be said about shirk is a title for shirk and is a title for other than shirk but what's apparent however what's apparent however that what is intended in this verse is the shirk, is this belief why we say this? because then afterwards right away Allah mentioned those who believe and do righteous deeds in contrast he said وَأَمَّا مَنْ آمَنَ <coughs> you see how the wisdom and justice of the Qarnayn he said Allah, وَأَمَّا مَنْ آمَنَ He said about him in his response وَأَمَّا مَنْ آمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَلَهُ جَزَاءً الْحُسْنَى But as for him who believes in Allah's oneness and uniqueness and works righteousness he shall have the best reward paradise and we meaning the Qarnayn shall speak unto him mild words as instructions So in the beginning concerning the disbelievers, he said, 
as to them who disbelieve, as to those who disbelieve, we shall punish them. Or what type of punishment? He said, Al the punishment that will be defaming. And this type of ta'zir, this punishment which is legally called in Islam ta'zir, I will write it down. Defaming. The type of it and the magnitude of it refers to the ruler. Either by killing or otherwise. Then he spoke about him that he will receive a punishment in this life. Then he will be returned to his Lord. This is another punishment, and this is even worse than the punishment in this life. ثم يرد إلى ربه فيعذبه عذابا نكرا. And then he will be brought back unto his Lord, who shall or who will punish him with a terrible torment. Terrible. He described it terrible. Why this? second time of punishment in the hereafter because the punishment in this life does not purify the disbelievers however the punishment for the believers for the Muslim if he is afflicted with a punishment in this life it purifies him as to the kafir it doesn't he is to be punished in this life and the, uh, and the hereafter we seek refuge in Allah from that but why the term terrible here he is denying it describing it in this term because he sees it to be shadid intense what, however such a punishment in the hereafter with respect to Allah it is not as such because it is حَقٌ adl, it is justice and truth. As to the believer, on the other hand, أَمَّا مَنْ آمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا As to the believer who believes and does righteousness, فَلَهُ جَزَانِ الْحُسْنَةِ المؤمن, the believer, الْعَامِلُ لِلصَّالِحَاتِ who does righteousness, he will receive reward, which is الْحُسْنَة which is paradise. As Allah said in Surah Yunus 10:26, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُ الْحُسْنَى Not only that, وَزِيَادَةِ For those who have done good is the best reward, meaning paradise, and even more. And even more. What is this more? This more was explained by the Prophet wasallam. In the hadith reported by Muslim to mean this more, this ziyada is the honor of looking at Allah's face. Is the honor of looking at Allah's face. And this constitutes the highest reward for the believers. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who will attain paradise and attain the great honor of glancing at his face. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this hadith came in Sahih Muslim and in other also reports. When the people of Al-Jannah will enter Al-Jannah, will enter Paradise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
تُرِيدُونَ شَيْئًا أَزِيدُكُمْ Do you want something extra I give you? Something more? فَيَقُولُونَ أَلَمْ تُبَيِّضْ وُجُوهَنَا Didn't you brighten our faces? أَلَمْ تُدْخِلْنَا الْجَنَّةِ Didn't you allow us to enter paradise? وَتُنَجِّنَا مِنَ النَّارِ And you saved us from the fire of hell? قال فَيُكْشَفُ الْحِجَابِ the veil will be unraveled. فَمَا أُعْطُوا شَيْئًا Meaning the veil that veils Allah's face. فَمَا أُعْطُوا شَيْئًا And his veil is nur, is light, as we know from the other hadith. فَمَا أُعْطُوا شَيْئًا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّظَرِ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ عَزَّ وَجَلُ They would be offered nothing better or more beloved to them than from the actual seeing of their Lord Azza wa Jal and in another narration he recited the following verse لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُ الْحُسْنَى وَزِيَادَةِ for those who had done good there will be reward and more the reward is paradise and more will be seeing Allah's face and for the believer in the end of the verse there, وَسَنَقُولُ لَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِنَا يُسْرًا We'll speak to him and we will instruct him mildly, easily. So in this case we now, we now know that he promised the disbelievers with two things. Punishment in this life and that they will return to Allah for more punishment in the hereafter and more intense and with respect to the believer he was promised twice two things that he will be rewarded paradise and that he will be treated mildly however contemplate please contemplate that with respect to the condition of the mushrik of the disbeliever he started by his punishment then followed it by the punishment of Allah the believer he started by telling him of the reward of Allah first then with the treatment with the good treatment secondly and the difference between the two situations is apparent because the intent of the believer is to attain paradise and attainment of paradise is much better and more beloved to him from being treated mildly or spoken to him kindly and so forth however with respect to the kafir with respect to the disbeliever the punishment of this life precedes that of the punishment of the hereafter and it is easier than the second one and that's why he started with it and more the kafir fears the punishment of this life more than he fears the punishment of the hereafter because he doesn't believe in the punishment of the hereafter you see this point of benefit did you contemplate it inshallah Did you contemplate or did you follow up with this benefit, the point of benefit that was mentioned? Okay, do you want me to repeat it? Okay. Okay, inshallah. Okay, you want me to repeat it? Alright. Here in these statements, 
these verses the disbeliever is promised by two things or with two things that he will be given punishment in this life first and secondly he will be returned to Allah okay uh, for more torment and terrible torment and the believer yes the believer he is promised by two things that he will have al-husna paradise as a reward and that he will be treated mildly however contemplate now the status of the mushrik he started by his punishment and then that to be followed by the punishment of Allah and with respect to the believer however he started by the reward of Allah first then by the kind and mild treatment second and the difference between the two situations is clear and apparent because what the mu'min wants is to attain paradise and attaining paradise is much better and more beloved to him than being treated mildly as to the kafir however the punishment in this life precedes that of the hereafter and it's much easier and that's why and that's why he started with it more the kafir fears from the punishment of this life more than he fears the punishment of the hereafter because he doesn't believe in the latter one in the punishment of the hereafter is that clear inshallah is that clear the difference between the two situations let's go to the second verse please 89 ثُمَّ أَتْبَعَ سَبَبًا then he followed another way another way what? in order to attain his objective حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ مَطْلِعَ الشَّمْسِ وَجَدَهَا تَطْلُعُ عَلَى قَوْمٍ لَمْ نَجْعَلْ لَهُمْ مِنْ دُونِهَا سِتْرًا until he reached he came to the rising place of the sun and he found it rising on a people another way because he has another objective and thus he followed the way that leads him to this other objective what he intends is that clear inshallah now until he reached or he found it rising this rising place of the sun he found it rising on a people for whom we Allah had provided no shelter against the sun first he followed the means that lead him to the west and he reached the farthest land that he could reach then he returned in the direction of the east 
this is because the habitation of the earth is in the direction of the east and the direction of the west and that's why the Prophet said in the hadith reported by Muslim and others that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrapped the earth for him folded the earth for him فَرَأَيْتُ مَشَارِقَهَا وَمَغَارِبَهَا and I saw its east and its west without mentioning the north and the south because the farthest regions of the north and the south is all covered by by what? what do you think? the farthest of the north and of the south is covered by what? what do you think? ice Naam. no habitation ice glaciers, yes and people normally follow the sun from the direction of the east to the west or from the west to the east for habitation so he found that the sun is rising on a people لَيْسَ عِنْدَهُمْ بِنَاء who had no shelter against the sun no trees no homes some of the ulama even went and exaggerated to the extent that they mentioned that they had no clothes on them because clothes represent also shield and shelter what's important that is that they are under the intense heat of the sun frying them verse 91 كَذَلِكَ وَقَدْ أَحَطْنَا بِمَا لَدَيْهِ خُبْرًا so it was and we knew all about him so it was and we knew all about him meaning ذو القرنين meaning so it was on its reality this is the case and we we knew certainly all the means of disposals with Dilqarnain, his powers, his uh, vast kingdom and so forth all that he possesses all about him and his power and possessions 92 then he followed another way وجد من دونهما قوما لا يكادون يفقهون قولا so he followed another way in order to attain his objective until he reached between two mountains two great mountains standing as a barrier between the east side 
of East Asia and the West direction and these are two great mountains and there is a pass between them for people to go through so he found before meaning near them near these two mountains he found a people he, he said here before meaning near them not between them nor behind them two mountains he found here near before them a people who scarcely understood a word to pass in between I'm sorry not through to pass in between home and people it is said that they are Turks it is said that they are from the Turks a people who scarcely understood a word what does this mean here we have two recitations here we have two recitations one recitation reads as follows لا يكادون يفقهون قولا meaning they scarcely could make others understand what they say and the other reading and the other recitation لا يكادون يفقهون قولا meaning they themselves scarcely know or understand a word meaning them themselves and this is a point of benefit the point of benefit in having two recitations on this word and both recitations are authentic and good and correct and each one has a meaning other than the meaning of the other one however when combined together we know that these people didn't know the language of other peoples and that the other peoples didn't know their language this is a point of benefit in combining the two recitations they said verily Ya'juj and Ma'juj Gog and Magog Mufsiduna fil ard Fahal Naj'alu Laka Kharjan Ala Antajala Bainana Wabainahum Sadda Shall we then pay you look give attention please to this word that they said Shall we then pay you look they want to pay a king who 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 possesses the east and the west shall we then pay you a tribute in order that you might erect a barrier between us and them but here there's a problem we said about these people they didn't know the language of others and they scarcely could understand a word so how come here they said in verse 94 these things 
they are telling him in understandable language the answer for this is easy very easy and it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon Dhul Qarnayn a great kingdom and he had from translators which makes what he once understood and which makes what others want understood yet it is also possible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him understand the language of these people under his authority all of them so they spoke to the Qarnayn in this clear wording and they called upon him by his great nickname Qalu Ya Dhal Qarnayn in magnification Ya'juj and Ma'juj Gog and Magog these are two tribes from the children of Adam as it is authentically related from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for when he the Prophet Alaihi Salatu Wasallam when he spoke to the companions that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala on the day of resurrection commands Adam by saying to Adam Ya Adam O Adam Adam will reply Labbayka wa Sa'dayk I am at your disposal I am responding and all good is in your hand Allah says bring out the people of the fire bring out the people of the fire Adam will say O Allah how many are the people of the fire Allah will reply from every 1000 take out 999 at that time children will become hoary headed every pregnant woman every pregnant female will have a miscarriage and one will see mankind as drunken yet they will not be drunken but dreadful will be the wrath of Allah the companions of the Prophet ﷺ asked O Allah's Messenger who will be that one from us meaning saved from the fire he ﷺ said 
rejoice with glad tidings. One person will be from you, and one thousand will be from Ya'juj and, Mag- and Ma'juj, Gog and Magog. The Prophet ﷺ further said, By him in whose hands my life is, I hope that you will be one-fourth of the people of paradise. We shouted, Allahu Akbar. He added, I hope that you will be one-third of the people of paradise. We shouted, Allahu Akbar. He said, I hope you will be half of the people of paradise. We shouted, Allahu Akbar. He further said, You Muslims, compared, meaning with the disbelievers, are like a black hair in the skin of a white ox, or like a white hair in the skin of a black ox, meaning your number is very small, as compared with this. This hadith is in Sahih al-Bukhari, volume 4, hadith 567. And further about Ya'juj and Ma'juj, the Prophet ﷺ spoke about them. He said, in the hadith which is narrated by Zainab bin Jahsh, may Allah be pleased with her, that the Prophet ﷺ once came to her in a state of fear and said La ilaha illallah none has the right to be worshipped but Allah Wailun lil Arabi min sharrin qad iqtarab Woe unto the Arabs from a danger that has come near Futihal yawma min radmi ya'juja wa ma'juj وَمَأْجُوجَ مِثْلُ هَذَا An opening has been made in the wall of Ya'juj and Ma'juj of Gog and Magog like this making a circle with his thumb and index finger. Zainab bin Jah said فَقُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ أَنَهْلِكُ وَفِينَ الصَّالِحُونَ قَالَ نَعَمْ إِذَا كَثُرَ الْخَبَثِ She said, O Allah's Messenger, shall we be destroyed even though there are pious persons among us? The Prophet ﷺ said, Yes. When al-khabath, meaning evil persons, and it is also interpreted, as illegal sexual intercourse and illegitimate children and each and every kind of evil deed will increase. That's when, that's the condition that the Prophet ﷺ said in the response to the question by Zainab when she said, shall we be destroyed even though there are pious persons among us? He said, yes. When al-khabath, this evil and evil persons will increase. This hadith is in 4, and Sayyid al-Bukhari, volume 4, 565. So, Ya'juj and Ma'juj, Gog and Magog, 
are two tribes, two tribes from the children of Adam. And by this we know the mistake by those who say that they are they have forms unlike the forms of the Adamiyin of the children of Adam and that some of them are so short and that some of them are so tall and that some of them they would have an ear so big to the extent that they will use it as a bed and another ear so big that so big that they will use it as a cover and the like all of this كل هذا من خرافات بني إسرائيل all of this is from the superstitions of the children of Israel and it is not permissible for us to believe it rather it is to be said إنهم من بني آدم that they are from the children of Adam لكنهم قد يختلفون كما يختلف الناس في البيئات however they could differ as people differ in their respective environments that you may find the people on the equator their environment is different from the environment of the people in the north each has his own environment the people of the east now differ from the people living on the middle of the earth so in this respect they may differ however differing to this extent that that was described this is not correct so then they described them they said mufsiduna fil ard mufsiduna fil ard that they are doing a great mischief in the land and this mischief of course covers everything which is unrighteous they spread evil by killings stealing deviation shirk and in everything so these people requested protection they wanted to be protected from Ya'juj and Ma'juj from Gog and Magog فَهَلْ نَجْعَلُ لَكَ خَرْجًا عَلَىٰ أَنْ تَجْعَلَ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمْ سَدَّةً Shall we then pay you a tribute so that you put or erect a barrier to protect us from them? So they offered to give him something. And this is اجتهاد في غير محله This is اجتهاد on their part in the but incorrectly put why because they were afraid that he will reject and therefore they wouldn't be protected and no one would help them so otherwise how can this be when how come they say to this king who has control over the the easts and the wests of the earth this is to be said to someone who is unable to however they were afraid that he might reject their request 
and therefore they wanted to establish evidence that they wanted to give him something so that he can protect them from these people what was his answer مَا مَكَّنِّي فِيهِ رَبِّي خَيْرٌ فَأَعِينُونِي بِقُوَّةٍ أَجْعَلْ بَيْنَكُمْ وَبَيْنَهُمْ رَدْمًا Meaning all that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is the next verse, 95 This wealth and authority and power which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given me Is much better than this offer that you offer me And this is like the response of Sulaiman alayhi salam, Prophet Sulaiman, concerning the gift that was sent by the Queen of Sheba in Surah An Naml, chapter 27, verse 36. بَلْ أَنْتُمْ بِهَدِيَّتِكُمْ تَفْرَحُونَ So when the messengers came with the present to Sulaiman, he said, Will you help me in wealth? What Allah has given me is better than that which He has given you. Nay, you rejoice in your gift. And this is a confession by man concerning the favors of Allah such that he will be free from asking for anything else. So, فَأَعِينُونِ بِقُوَّةِ Give me, help me with your strength, your physical strength, not your wealth, because he had plenty of that. أَجْعَلْ بَيْنَكُمْ وَبَيْنَهُمْ Means, Help me with the strength of men. I will erect between you and them a barrier, meaning Akbar Mimma Sa'alu. They asked for a barrier, but he said here, Radma, a said. They asked for a said, which is like a dam. But his answer was Akbar Mimma Sa'alu, much greater and more intense and strong. Than the said, Atuni Zubur al Hadid. Give me pieces, blocks of iron. So they gathered the iron, Wajaluhu Yusawil Jibal. And so they filled it up, they filled the entire gap reaching the levels of the mountains on the top and this really tells this really tells of the great strength people possessed at the, uh, uh, during these times ارتال من الحديد blocks of iron gathered حتى تساوي الجبال الشاهق العظيمة until it يعني mounts up to reach the levels of the high mountains حتى إذا سوا بين الصدفين So when he had filled up the gap between the two mountain cliffs 
قال انفخوا he said blow blow on this iron not blow with your, with your mouths of course because this is impossible however blow with whatever tools they had which he had because Allah gave him yani, plenty of of wealth and, and uh, vast kingdom فَنَفَخُوا so they blew حَتَّى إِذَا جَعَلَهُ نَارًا قَالَ آتُونِي أُفْرِغْ عَلَيْهِ قِطْرًا then when he had made them red as fire he said bring me molten copper to pour over them and it is known that when iron is lit with fire it becomes fire even more intense then he ordered for the molten copper to pour on this is called qitr as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about Sulaiman in surah Saba' verse 12 وَأَسَلْنَا لَهُ عَيْنَ الْقِطْرِ meaning the molten copper that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to Sulaiman you know after it was hard core mineral it was melted with fire and it became like water for Sulaiman so he poured bring me molten copper to pour over them so they so when he poured the copper the molten copper on the iron it mixed with the iron and it became so strong verse 97 so they Gog and Magog could not scale it or dig through it could not scale it because it is high and apparently it was endless, smooth and therefore it would be slippery so they couldn't reach the top and also or they couldn't dig through it because it is iron held by molten copper so they were unable therefore to scale it because of its highness and smoothness and they couldn't dig through because of its strength so it became therefore a strong erected barrier and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved them from the evil of those mufsideen the evildoers of Ma'juj and Ma'juj of Gog and Magog on this note inshallah we stop and we mark it here verse number 98 and the surah is coming to close as you see alhamdulillah rabbil alameen
for everything and inshallah we continue the explanation next week on the same time at the same time walhamdulillah wa sallallahu ala muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala wa barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullah